Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Hello there. Welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on, where are we? Yourprepsports.com. Just did a two-hour podcast <laughs> on hawkfanatic.com, our sister company. Uh, so Rob Howe, joined by Ryan Merkin from Your Prep Sports. Uh, a little frazzled. I got to fit this in before uh, Iowa football player availability today. It is Thursday, December the 22nd, 12, 10 p.m. Central time. How are you I, feeling, uh, Rob? It's Festivus Eve, and I've got some grievous grievances, <laughs> Ryan. I'll leave them off this podcast. Check out the Hawkeye Hotspot podcast if you want to hear what I'm annoyed, about, well, annoyed by. We need to do... We need to do a Your Prep Sports Festivus episode one of these years, Rob. Yes. Um, you know, I'm a big, I got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about them. Yep. And uh, the biggest problem I have is the snow that's in my driveway right now that I haven't got. It's gotten still there. Yet. You, got, you got three kids. Well, the one bailed to her friend's house oh. uh, last night and well, hasn't come back yet. The, uh, <laughs> The sophomore in high school, but the other two will be helping me today. I just haven't had a chance to get out. I got up, did the first podcast, now hopping on this one, player interviews today. So looking forward to uh, some downtime here in a few days. But yeah, uh, so get in, let's get into some high school sports. Let's what do, we do want it, to Rob. Talk about? I, Rob, this is this is the calm in the middle of the storm for the high school season. Kind of, I mean, it is. The college season doesn't have that as much, but everyone knows it's, it's, I was at wrestling last night. Uh, we can talk about that for a little bit, um, Rob, but I was at city Liberty wrestling last night and I did a bunch of interviews this week and we'll still have a bunch of content, Rob, over the next 10 days. There's actually a couple of things that I'm excited to work on. Um, a couple of features that I think are going to be really, that people will really enjoy. And then, um, kind of I'm going to kind of reset the basketball seasons a little bit which is something different um and then maybe do like maybe do some fun stories with basketball as far as first things I'm going to have out for basketball before Christmas here hopefully in these next couple of days is just kind of uh some observations you know from from me basically on on both the boys and girls sides of what you know kind of what I've seen from each of the seven teams on both sides one thing that stood out maybe then I'll kind of reset the seasons, looking ahead a little bit later in the break, later next week. Um, and then maybe do some fun, you know, kind of like midseason award type stuff. But I don't have anywhere to be, Rob, for high school sporting events until January 4th, I think. So it's a good time to kind of work on some of that stuff. Um, you know, and I'm going to try to do a good job of that this year, kind of resetting the scene. We, You know, we go straight from fall to winter every year and, and straight from spring to summer and all that stuff. And kind of resetting somewhere where some of our area teams are at. But as we talked about on, on the pod and as you and I have talked about girls basketball, 
we thought it would be good. It's been really good. All of our teams, I think, have been, you know, if good, as good, if not better than I thought they would be or right in line with where we thought they would be and that we knew it would be a strong season. And the boys, I think, has been a little bit of a surprise to me, honestly. Um, you know, Regina's off to a really good start. They've won three in a row. They're obviously very improved. Um, there's been, you know, West High's good. They're ranked 10th in 4A, which, you know, we, we knew that. Um, I like I like Liberty's team. Um, you know, they took a loss the other night at Kennedy, who's one of the best teams in 4A. But, um, you know, we're, they were really competitive in that game. And frankly, a lot of teams have not been competitive against Kennedy this year. So uh, I think Ryan Kelly's bunch is, is going to be fun to watch. We've seen them. Um, City High got a really good win, Rob, against Prairie the other night at home, a win they really needed. Uh, but I was kind of encouraged by what I saw from them against Liberty as far as, like, the, the pieces they have. Um, you know, some of their young guys, obviously they have a, a, a freshman that's going to be really fun to watch develop. Um, and then wrestling wise, I, I, I was kind of talking to, you know, some, some friends of mine and, and some, uh, parents last night at wrestling haven't been in a ton of wrestling, just the way the schedules worked out. I was at the Liberty girls tournament on Monday night, um, and covered that and saw, you know, that, and that's cool to get into the girls wrestling, did some other girls wrestling interviews this week. We'll have some of those stories coming out. And that was at boys wrestling last night, Rob. So, um, it's a chance for all everybody in the high school sports world to to catch their breath a little bit here over the break before we before things really start getting crazy again in January. Something cool coming out of the break, and I got a heads up on this as I was leaving Carver yesterday as I ran into Steve Bergman, West High yep. coach, uh sitting uh court not courtside, but he has pretty good seats over at Carver for the men's basketball game, and that was a mess. Uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> how ugly that loss was, but he gave me a heads up on uh, a special Sunday basketball doubleheader at extreme arena. When you're sitting, can you hear a coach Bergman yell across the, across He's Harvard, very the chill he, at the car, at the Hawkeye. Game. The way you can hear him yell across the court. <laughs> it's my, it's honestly my favorite thing. I'm not in, in love Bergie, but it's my favorite thing. It always feels like basketball season for the first time when I'm sitting there writing something or I'm looking down at my score sheet and I just hear, Move from Coach Bergman <laughs> as, his, as his team is on offense um, because you hear it a lot. No, yeah. The, um, help, Rob, you probably have it in front of you. I want to get the actual date right. I don't have my calendar. The ninth is that Sun, right? Sunday after it's, break. I don't have it in front of me. Seventh. The seventh. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I pulled my calendar up. Yeah. City High and West High at, on a Sunday afternoon um, at Extreme Arena. Boy, girl, varsity basketball doubleheader which will be cool um i don't ever remember covering a high school event on a sunday i don't know wow i'm gonna have to dig i don't know that what i have ever done on a sunday (coughs) excuse me but i think it it'll be interesting rob to see i hope they have a fantastic turnout because um as we saw at city as we saw west at liberty great turnout for that varsity doubleheader city high at Liberty the next week was a really, really what I would say a really good turnout. It seemed like there was maybe a few more people um, at West at Liberty the week before. Yeah. Um, But, but very close, but both of those were really, really good turnouts. And now you have something where it's a, it's essentially a standalone event, right? And people are kind of looking at those a lot in college and professional. I mean, you know, your Thursday night footballs and, and the things like that, where you're the only game in town, so to speak. I don't know what else is going on that day, obviously from, 
you, know, you and I both have kids and younger kids and stuff, non high school sports, and there's always youth stuff going on, et cetera. But, you know, from a normal Friday night perspective, when, when you play a lot of those boy, girl, doubleheaders, there's a lot of games going on. This is kind of a standalone game. I'm excited to see how many people it attracts just maybe kind of the casual basketball fan in the Iowa city or, or corridor area, because it should be really good too. Hopefully, um, you know, that's a, that's a rivalry that, that always attracts good crowds. So, and I have not covered basketball um, in that arena either, which will be cool. Um, I know, I think they've done some stuff in there before, but that's, that's good. I, I, I like the, I, I like the thought process um, as far as kind of trying to do things like this now. And I think we're getting more and more of that, whether it's, you know, playing some, playing something like this here or just in the Sunday is interesting. You know, I'm not sure how they, how they arrived at that. And, and, for me, it's fine. You know, I can make those things work. I just look at things selfishly or however you want to say it. But um, I'm sure that's interesting logistically to do things on a Sunday for for high school uh, athletics. But I like the idea of trying some of these things, different venues, things like that, thinking outside the box a little bit. So, you know, I, I give the, the schools, you know, some credit for seeing what happens here now, playing on, playing on a Sunday and seeing what type of crowd you get and what type of atmosphere you can have and, I know that I know for basketball, the schools like playing a game or two or teams like playing a game or two um, in that type of environment, like that type of setup, just because, you know, the arena type setup throughout the year, just because of the potential to play in that situation in the postseason. So, yeah, that's a cool thing that we'll have coming right out of break, Rob. Yeah, you never know. It could, you know, evolve into, you know, I know they play. I, f- I forget what Cedar Rapids College they play. They do an early season classic. Yep. I mean, the, it's such a, co- a great facility right here that you could do like a Saturday, you know, have, you know, Clear Creek play Solon and City play right. West and Liberty play somebody and just, you know, the the surrounding schools where you could get maybe a nice event in there sometime during the 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 uh, the season. Wherever yeah, I, it may fit. I agree. And I think this is a good spot for it right out of break, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I everybody's different, you know, in, in schedule-wise. You know, wrestling that was last night was supposed to be tonight, and then Clear Creek and, and um, Clear Creek was going to play at Liberty tomorrow night, boy-girl doubleheader. And I think, you know, I think more and more people like those kind of Again, I'm going to use the term standalone games, but kind of those situations where when your life just gets so busy, when you have multiple things going on and you're trying to get to a basketball game on a Friday night, sometimes that sometimes playing those games, you know, there was going to be not a lot going on from in most people's lives the Friday, the 23rd at seven o'clock. So it's kind of just like as, as a fan or whatever, it's kind of just like it's a little bit more relaxing, right? Hey. Got to go out to a basketball game tonight. Let's walk in, be relaxed a little bit, not so shuffled from place to place. Don't have a million things to do yesterday and a million things to do tomorrow, kind of thing. So I kind of like it right out of coming right out of break. I don't know how the coaches, you know, feel about that. I'm sure playing a game on a Sunday too for coaches creates a challenge. As far as your, especially you know, if you're playing like Friday, Sunday, yeah, Tuesday, ex- exactly, and, and they probably are because of just the way that the you know the way that the schedule works like yeah. you're playing MVC games every Tuesday and Friday except for I think one maybe throughout the year um and so there's the odds are that somebody's going to play you know directly 
before that and directly after that. In fact, um, I can look at that here, Rob. So that game is on, is in fact, I have it on my calendar on the 8th. Is that what I said? I think you said the 7th. Maybe I'm, but I can't remember. January, January 8th is the Sunday. Sorry. I said Saturday is the, excuse me, the 7th is Saturday. Yeah, but um, West High is at home. Oh, they have Xavier the Friday before that. Oh, that's not bad. The number one team and the number one team in 3A. City has Waterloo the Friday, Waterloo West, excuse me, the Friday before So you've got the number one team in 3A, and then you're playing on Sunday against your rival. And then on Tuesday, uh, City goes to Hempstead, and, or excuse me, City goes to Western Dubuque, and West High goes to Hempstead. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a challenge, because you now have, you're going to play a game on Saturday, and you now have Monday to, you know, prepare for another team, basically. And then you got to get on a bus and drive to Dubuque. Yeah. So again, challenges, but you know, hopefully it ends up being a really cool thing for fans and, and kids and, and parents and kind of a memorable type thing. And really quick, Robin, we can move on. But going back to what you said, we talked about this in volleyball season as well. It it really is a good and, and every time you have an arena, sadly, this isn't the case, but it really is a good fan friendly. It's easy to park. It's easy to get in. It's easy to get out. There's stuff around it. And then just where it's at in relation to, like, you know, I live in Solon. I can be at Extreme in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, like Rob's an East Sider. You can be to Extreme and when you have to go there sometimes for kids, like, what, 15 minutes, right? I mean, it's yeah, just, it's and not. For volleyball, I mean, those teams got on I-80 coming from yeah. different parts of the state. Yeah. Boom, off the exit, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, we're talking about city versus West. It's kind of in the middle in a way. But, I mean, yeah. it's just – it's really accessible. It's easy in, it's easy out. Like, I mean, it's not just driving, but you know, parking, getting in there. So you're right. I mean, I would love to see that evolve into something, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday in the, in, in you know, in, in January, February, maybe. Do, don't they have a baseball? Don't they do a, like a baseball local area? Yeah. The, yeah. They've done the fight for flash where it's yeah. been, you know, clear Creek and Liberty and, and Solon and Regina, and they all kind of play each other. And yeah, I mean, it, I think it could, evolve into something really cool especially if they can ever play games over the holidays here i mean how cool would that be playing like next week like next wednesday you know like 28th week after christmas that would be that'd be really cool yeah um, holiday tournaments right i grew up with holiday tournaments yep. being out east i mean those were huge yep and when i worked in nebraska they had those and it was cool because a lot of times even out there it was matchups that you wouldn't get you yeah know, throughout. it was kind of like a during a little break and, and the kids liked playing in them, but but it was fun because, hey, this is the one time of year we're going to play, you know, these teams that people would be willing to yeah. travel a little bit further. You don't have school the next day. Um, so, yeah, maybe. Maybe when Rob and I are in charge of everything, we'll get all this stuff. We'll get all this stuff figured out. King of the world. King of the prep prep sports world. Um, well, let's, uh, let's, hit, let's stick with boys basketball really quick here, Rob. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what do you want to talk about? I – I just think, I mean, I, I mentioned it before. Um, I, I've, it's, it's going to be a really fun, like, the, how's that for preparation? What do you want to talk about? We, Brian and I spend hours preparing <laughs> we, this podcast. We do. We have several pre pod meetings throughout <laughs> production the week. meetings, <laughs> we, production meetings. 
I guess, you know what, Rob, when we see each other at games and you come up to me and you're like, what's up, man? And I'm like, Hey, and then we, you know, and then we, I talk the whole time and you sit there. Like we could consider those pre-production meetings sure. I suppose, as I just talk about random stuff. Usually we just talk about our kids and what we've been watching, <laughs> where, what gym we've been in <laughs> for how many hours over the last week. Um, no, the, I said I was going to talk about boys. I'll put boys and girls together here really quick, Rob. Our girls, we've talked about it. It's well documented. You know, um, good game the other night down in West Liberty for sure. Yeah, City's a top fifteen team. Um, Regina's seventh right now. They played West Liberty the other night. Great game. I think Regina. I understand the rankings. I don't think Regina's underranked or, or underrated or whatever. I just I think that they're going to. I think that they're a state tournament team as they were last year, and I think this year they're a semifinal team. If you want to say they should be in the top four, whatever. I just think that they're that good based on the fact how difficult they are to guard with three guards that can all shoot and, and all put it on the floor um, and, and how well coached they are. Mary Rogers, again, for the third or fourth year in a row, just doing a fantastic job with that program, Rob. So, and, and the other night, they win a game because one of those I, – I, I mentioned there are three guards all the time. Morgan Squires the other night comes out and has is a fantastic game. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about their three players anymore. Those other girls that they play are, are rapidly gaining confidence in, in, in improving, Rob. I mean, she was – I don't want to say the reason. They, they had other girls play well. They had four girls in double figures. But she had 18 and just hit – every time that they needed a big shot when West Liberty um, made a little run, she hit a big shot. So our girls are very good. That's where I'm going. You know, Clear Creek – had a tough loss at Benton the other night and or at, at Benton the other night. And look, Benton's a good team. They're a top 10 team. There, there's other teams in that Womack. Vinton is good. They're going to, they're going to take some losses. Doesn't change at all. What I think about them. I think I have the stat here, Rob, and I'm going to, I'm will they make up the, uh, will they make up that game against Liberty? They, they were talking about, I think, I don't think they've hunted on it yet. Okay. I, I'm interested. I think that would be a fun matchup. That would be a fantastic game. Fantastic. I mean, those are two teams that I think are very similar, as we saw, very similar with West. I think a lot of our teams are very similar. Right. You know, I mean, I really do. In that uh, Clear Creek-Benton game the other night, Clear Creek 0 of 14 from 3, Benton 10 of 16 from 3. That was at Benton? I mean, yeah, it was. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of the difference. But yeah. where I was going, Rob, is our girls are have kind of stuck, especially if you look at rankings. Solon's climbed from where they were preseason ranked. They're playing a little bit – I don't even know if they're playing better because I saw them in their first game and I thought they looked really good then while they were missing a couple pieces. Just girls that were out. Anna Quillen was out and and she's providing a nice boost for them in their lineup. And so they've gotten some girls back, but I, they've probably won a couple more of those close games against ranked teams than what maybe you would have projected with them just having one loss. Their only loss is at Clear Creek, beating Marion, beating Vinton. Um, So they've been really good to start off the year. In the in in West Branch, kudos to them. They got their first win the other night, um, and they have played a very tough schedule. You know, before the break already here, but they've you know you don't expect West Branch to have one win before the break. Just as good as as good as Jared Tiley is, and as good as that program is. So that's maybe the only surprise on the girls side. In the other way, on the other you know going the other direction, but the girls teams have been basically where you thought they would be at. The boys is going to be really interesting, Rob, because the RVC South, I'm really impressed with Regina. They got an overtime win at West Liberty on Tuesday. They just keep winning games. They've won three in a row. And the big thing is a lot of these wins for them, Rob, are are RVC South wins. 
They got they beat Durant. They beat West Branch at home. Um, they beat Tipton. They they got that win against West Liberty the other night. But they have all these teams twice on your side, and they're all going to be close games. I mean, it's going to be close when they play West Branch again. It's going to be close when they play Durant again. Uh, it's going to be close when they play Tipton and in, 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 uh, West Liberty again. So that's going to be really fun to see. And obviously I'm including West Branch in that West Branch is playing well. Um, they got a good win the other night at, at West Burlington and then came back and finished it off with a win over Tipton over break. So they're playing well. They got a huge win, RBC South win over Mid Prairie a couple weeks ago. You know, Regina's yet to play them, but that's another one where, you know, Wilton, Mid Prairie, there's, there's a lot of teams in that that are similar. I think Wilton's maybe the top of that right now with Caden Kirkman, who's, who's a six, eight guy that's, that's really, really talented. One of the bigger, better big guys in the state, but they're maybe at the top of that, Rob, but outside of that, all of these teams, I think the, the, the teams, you know, the, the Regina's, the teams like that, they're, they're good enough to beat you now. Durant has some really good athletes um, playing basketball. So that's going to be a really fun conference race to follow the rest of the way in, in the Valley always is, you know, I was talking to, you know, both Steve Bergman and, and Ryan Kelly about this. It, it's as good as it's been. You mentioned Xavier's number one in three, a um, Dubuque seniors. Good. Um, you know, they Kennedy. West is good. West is good. Kennedy is really good. Um, but then these, these teams, I mean, you know, sit, like I said, city with a big win, um, over Prairie the other night, these teams in the middle, there's going to be so many of these where, like, like I said, City has going to have a chance to win games. Brendan Swayzer is doing a good job. They, they, they just have a bunch of guys that haven't played a lot of varsity basketball right now, but they've got some guards that can really go. Uh, Liberty. I mean, Deshaun Fisher is, is, you know, can get 30 at any time the way he is in the open court. Um, Luke Ramsey's playing well. I, I like some of their big guys, Rob. They, they, I need, do to too. Play a little, they need to play a little bit more mm-hmm. varsity basketball, but they've got some guys with some real length. Yeah. A couple of them are kind of bouncy for younger guys. Um, so, so, so those two conference races honestly kind of mirror each other in a very different way where there's going to be a lot of games, a lot of weeks where you're like, okay, I've got this figured out a little bit. You're comparing scores or whatever and the next week's going to happen. And you're going to be like, all right, like, time to reassess all this. I don't know what's going to happen going forward. Um, Cause there's just kind of, I mean, in the Valley, you look at the teams in the, in the quote unquote in the middle, good luck trying to figure out who's going to win week in and week out. Um, it's going to be fun though. I, I can't wait to watch, you know, more of those games um, seen after just seeing those teams a handful of times. So um, the boys, the boys is going to be really just a ton of, a ton of close games from from a lot of teams all the way around. So I'm excited to see that. I think our boys teams are just we had some interesting circumstances at the start of the year. You know, West Branch plays late into the football season. Yeah. Um and, and I I just don't think they hit stride. I still think they're gonna be really tough with who they have athlete wise around Holden Arneman, who's one of the better point guards in that class. Um and I just don't think they're playing their best basketball yet. I know everybody says that, but you know, had kind of an abbreviated preseason. I think they're going to be good. I think it's going to be a fun boys um, season to cover after the break. I think it's going to be extremely hard throughout January and February for me to just have any idea like what games are going to be like. And sometimes, as you know, I probably spend too much time thinking about where we want to go, what games Rob and I want to be at. I'll probably pick some games that are really good, and I'll probably pick some games where I'm like, 
what the heck? Like, where Rob's just like, what the heck? You told me this team was going to win or you thought this team was better and they just lost by 20 or beat them by 20. So, but, but that kind of is what makes it fun, Rob. And there, there's a bunch of good matchups hanging out there still is what I'm, you know, on, on the boys' side. Yeah, one guy I've been impressed with that I'll mention, and that's not to say I haven't been impressed with a lot of guys you mentioned, and uh, just the steps forward Jake Benzing has taken oh. at Solon. He's averaging over 20 a game now. I mean, that's that's a lot in high school. That's a yeah. lot in high school basketball. And I just like three-level score, <laughs> long, bouncy. Um, he's got a chance. I, w- I would encourage people to check him out. Yeah. So it's funny, Rob. I. I was thinking about some different things. I, I I alluded to this on here, different things I could do over break, you know, to, to rather than just features on kids or whatever. And I was thinking of, you know, I'm going to kind of reset the seasons looking ahead, you know, what's their best win so far, kind of like a resume building type type capsule. And then I'm going to do my observations here. And you're exactly, I mean, the number one observation when you look at Solon play, number one, like the eye test is the, college football committee talks about but number two when i when you check box scores each week the way that i do i mean he pops on both his stats have been great well okay they're stats that's one thing but when you see him in person he he's he's he was good last year kind of came up you know started the season not on varsity i believe and, and then was quickly there you know quickly on varsity before break i think even but let him in scoring but man he he looks like he's maybe grown half an inch you know like an inch but he's he's really filled out physically. He just looks different. But you said it really well, Rob. I mean, they can throw it to him in the post. And, and teams always think lots of times, oh, this guy's, you know, I have a guard here that's got a couple inches on a guy. We'll throw it to him in the post. Well, most guards don't know what to do with their back to the basket, like mm-hmm. high school kids. And his footwork and body body control when he catches it in the post is is really good. He's already got the little lean down that you see guys that in, in his footwork is good, quick drop steps going over both shoulders in the post. He's really good that way, but he's really good from three. And then he's really good getting downhill into a, into like an intermediate pull-up game off the dribble, which most kids don't really have in, in high school. So I've been really impressed by him. People get too worked up into this, but I think Robin like into guys, Oh, this guy had a dunk or whatever. But it does kind of give you the, the example I always use to people is um, when Drew Ott, you know, that played football at Iowa was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. He was starting to get people were talking about, you know, how good could he be at football? And one of the first times I saw him play basketball, he had a tip dunk where he just kind of where he got up off the floor over two defenders. And, and you're like, oh, wow, like that kind of athleticism for a guy that's that size is, is unique. Um Benzing had a dunk in that game that we saw him, Rob, that was that he made it look really easy where you're kind of like, I was, I didn't expect that from him, I guess. Um, he's more athletic than you think. He's been fantastic. I mean, he's, he's absolutely been one of the stories, Rob. That's, a, that's a good, um, good observation or, or good thing for you to point out. I, I hadn't thought about Jake as far as the, po- on the podcast today, but he's been fantastic. Um, you know, what, a, a month into the season. So, be interesting to see how teams adjust to him. It, not that he's not going to put up, you know, huge box scores all year, but that's the challenge with high school sports is you put that on paper. Now you got 10 teams or 15 teams or whatever you're going to see after break that are all spending this time, um, you know, devising what they're going to do to slow you down now. So yep. it'll be interesting. We saw it the other night with 
with uh, Kelsey Jones at West Liberty. You know, I mean, who's who's getting that same type of thing every week? So, um, yeah, good good observation, Rob. He's been great. Let's uh, finish up with some wrestling, Ryan. Uh, you want to start girls' side or boys' side on this? I know you've seen both this week. Yeah, we can start girls. I I can't wait to get out to more girls, Rob. Honestly, it's new sport, obviously, and and it's I, I've been telling all the coaches that I meet this and the coaches I talk to, it's a challenge as to cover it too because you're they they've had it and girls have wrestled, but not everything has been. You know, I, I don't have, I haven't had access to all that, so to speak. You know what I mean? And so it's just, you're kind of trying to figure out kids and, and, and teams and, and all that stuff and put faces with names, but it's been really, really, really fun. I'm going to have a girls wrestling feature over break and, um, a girls wrestler is the athlete of the week this week, but it's been, what's been really fun about it, Rob, is the uniqueness of these stories of kids, how, how they got into the sport, um, you know, what, what, what the sport, what they liked about the sport that brought them back to the sport after trying it. A lot of these programs are similar in that they're trying to get kids to come out and, you know, just kind of a, Hey, come do it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, but what each girl enjoys about it, what each athlete enjoys about the experience that brings them back. And we have some pretty talented, um, you know, wrestlers in the, in this first official season of girls wrestling in the your prep sports area. So it's going to be really fun to watch as we get to, to super regionals, I think is what they're they're calling this. We, of course, we start a new sport and we can't call it like a district or whatever. it's it really is called something different, I think. So we can laugh about that later. They gave it another name that I have to remember. But um, you know, the first time you have to qualify for the state tournament, we're gonna have a lot of qualifiers. Um and, and we're gonna have a lot of kids do well. But is that extreme? Fun. Is state at extreme? Yeah. So that's cool yeah. too. It is. They'll do an amazing job with that. Um it's been it's been really fun to cover. Haven't done enough. The Liberty event the other night, like I really mean this. I probably don't do this enough. Kudos to the staff at Liberty, Mike Morrison, and and everybody. I mean, four mats going. It, still a but still they had basically the the one side of bleachers, um, opposite the benches for basketball pulled out a little bit, so you could have some people over there. Four mats going. Um, the other bleachers out all the way. Still a ton of room. It was on a Monday night. I think I got out of there at 830, Rob, um, with a big field. I mean, those are good-sized brackets. Um, and, and, you know, my story on Aaron Anderson from City High is up. She had a great day at that. Again, really fun interview. She had a great quote. I tweeted it about what she liked about wrestling. And it's just you and somebody else on the mat. So if things go bad, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And I just thought it was the perspective that each kid has about what they enjoy about the sport is different. And that's really cool. So. I have loved covering the girls wrestling programs in our area and I can't wait to do more of it, Rob. It's been, it's been great. Yeah. It's cool to see that they've gotten it together and got it sanctioned and it'll grow. It'll grow in this state. Oh, it's a, it, wrestling it, in Iowa is Iowa. It's basketball in Indiana, you know, it's yes. football in Texas. So I think the sports got such a high ceiling. It's already growing like, like a weed. I mean, the, the number of kids at all these programs that, that are coming out, um, they have good participation. The, the kids that are doing it are really enjoying it. It's cool now. Last night at City High, um, they did the girls' duel first before the boys. It's kind of like the boy-girl doubleheader in basketball. Um, it's also, I mean, that's cool. The, there was as many people there for the that girls' duel as there was for the boys. A lot of them stayed. The girls, you know, from both teams were in the stands. It's it's cool. I like it. I like. Hopefully, more programs can can start doing that. Just from a 
a fan perspective, I'm not telling, I know there's different logistical things for each school, but I like that concept, you know, kind of having the duels. And then they weren't going on at the same, simultaneously on different mats. You know, it was girls first, boys after, and City High looked really good in the in the boys duel, Rob, just top to bottom. Uh, they were aggressive. Uh, it was, I mean, they were impressive. Obviously, you can, you can read my story about it. Obviously, they have four guys at the top of that lineup with the Kales, as I call them, Seton and Kurtz, who are both, you know, really, really good at 26. How old are those guys now? Like 28? They're... They seem like they've been around here forever. <laughs> they they did. Well, one guy that hasn't been around here forever is, is Gabe Arnold. And I got a chance to watch him with my own eyes for the first time and talk to his folks last night, which was awesome. But if you haven't seen him wrestle or talk to that young man, holy cow, it's, it's fun. He is, he's good. I'm, I say this all the time on here. I'm no wrestling expert, but it doesn't take one to figure out that he's good, but man, talk about energy. And I mean, I think that's kind of the common theme with, with those guys, you know, himself and Ben Keeter and, and Seton and Kurtz as well is, um, Kale Seton had a takedown in two seconds last night, Rob. That's quick. I mean, I can't do very many things at, at all in two seconds. So I can't do it. Was fun. It was good to get, it was good to get back out to, to wrestling and, um, talking to coach Connell and it, it, there will be a lot. I mean, if you're, if you come here for the wrestling, hang around, uh, January goes West high tournament, um, Ed Hayden felt tournament at Solon and then city highs home dur- tournament all, I think in successive Saturdays, um, in January, we'll be at all of those, uh, as well as a bunch of duels. You know, there's still a lot of, you know, city West duels still out there. Um, Solon has some duels, home duels, CCA. Um, we have good wrestling. It, we ha- it, it, There hasn't been wrestling stories on the site like there will be in January and February, but we have a lot of good, what, lot of good wrestlers. Rob West Branch and Regina are both doing good things in wrestling this year. Uh, West Branch had a really good showing at the Regina tournament last Saturday. Um, Regina, when they get their full lineup put together with everybody in there, I think they're going to be really solid as well. So, um, a lot of wrestling coming. Um, and we'll, we'll have kind of some, some of the same things I was talking about with basketball we'll have for wrestling here over break too. So, um, as we kind of restart, re take a relook at starting the season, so to speak, uh, on the site. Yeah. One thing I, I think we should close with is just the, I, I think sometimes I try not to take it for granted, but you look at a kid like Ben Keeter who signed his second letter of intent yesterday uh, and what he's going to try at the college level. Uh, you've got, I mean, he, he, he has Olympic, I mean, he has Olympic potential in wrestling uh, and he's playing power five football yeah. uh, at, you know, two very physical sports. <laughs> and uh, I talked about it on the, the hotspot podcast on this feed today with Scott Docterman, but I'm just so intrigued to see how he does. And I, and I think for people that have an opportunity to watch him, you know, at the end here at the, at high school, just if you have a chance, check it out. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's not something that comes along every day. And my thing on that, Rob, and, and we'll, we'll get out of here. It just, I, again, I'm not a wrestling expert, but he just, it's, I was thinking about this last night, just in the stands by myself. People have asked me before, I've done this for almost 20 years across a couple sports. Who's the most dominant, dominant high school athlete you've seen. And I can, we could do a whole pod on that, you know, because there's a couple in volleyball that I've seen that have gone on to be division one players of the year that played, you know, high school volleyball that were incredible. He's probably the most dom. what he does in wrestling. I mean, it's just, he make it's so easy. And he's wrestling a kid, 
um, Vinny Lima from Liberty last night, who's a really good wrestler. Like he's a state qualifier guy. I mean, he's a really good wrestler. And it's just Ben makes it look so incredibly easy. He's a world champion. And it's like you, he does all these things and he's done so many things for three years that you're kind of like, yeah, I remember like he won. He's a world champion. Like, that's cool. Like, that's there's there's been how many of those guys have been world champions when they're in high school? Like one. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's things that don't ever happen. And, and it's easy when when a kid has a success, like you said, to kind of take it for granted. To be like, Yeah, I knew I knew he did that. That's really cool. It's like enjoy it. I mean, kind of think about how incredible some of the stuff is that he's doing. He is. He is uh, really, really, really impressive to watch. So it's, yeah, you'll have it's a chance cool. to say you saw him in high school. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things where you're like, oh, man, I got to see him when he was in high school when he goes on to what he's going to go on to. Exactly. Well said. All right, Ryan, let's get out of here. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Um, Absolutely. Appreciate the sponsors, which reminds me, I got to get one in here before we get out of here. Uh Almost forgot to read, Ryan. I'm losing it. Uh, support for the podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at SUI.org. That's SUI.org. Thank you to Systems Unlimited and Edward Jones for their support of the podcast. Thank you. Everybody for listening. Happy holidays. Check out yourprepsports.com. Going to have a lot of fun stuff, as Ryan talked about, during this break. You guys are off uh, from competition, but Ryan is not off. He is going to have <laughs> content for you to carry you guys through the break until they until they change their minds and come up with some holiday tournaments <laughs> for, for high school basketball and uh, wrestling in the future. It's going to happen. Someday it will happen. Somebody will make it happen someday. All right, folks. Say goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye.